Welcome to Naked and Counting, the longest-running podcast serving the Afro-Latin dance community. I'm Magna Capel. And I'm Leon Rose. We're here to discuss the topics that you want to hear in an informative and light-hearted way. What's happening, Magna Gopal? Not much, Leon. How you doing? I'm, I'm good. Enjoying the summer. How's things over there? How's the weather over there? We're going through a heat rave and now some heavy rain and it's, it's a little bit strange. How's things over there? I heard there's fires and stuff. <laughs> are they affecting you? Well, they, the fires from Canada were before. Now it's a crazy heat wave. We haven't had rain in a while. It's like 31 degrees Celsius outside. Have you danced outside uh, this summer? Outdoors, no. It's too hot. And just walking outside, you're already drenched in sweat and finding it hard to breathe. So listen, I've got a topic for this week's um, podcast. Um, a guy nah, called Ben. Pass. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I didn't put the subject out yet. Oh, my God. This is... Oh, God. Anyway... So Magna got it in first, and we haven't even gotten broached the subject yet, but here we go. So basically, uh, a guy, a dancer called Ben, who dances on one, was in a festival, and he was refused a few times uh, a dance because that person danced on two. And I'm just thinking, is that something, because you're in the, the heart of on two community, Right, we can say we can we not the heart, I guess, because everybody's dancing on two everywhere these days. But I'd say New York is the mecca of on two, right? So, how do one one dancers bear there? I know from my personal experiences, but how do you see it from a kind of a New Yorker? I can't really say you're a New Yorker. Oh, shut it. <laughs> That's an interesting one because there are a lot of people who travel to New York to dance who are not on two dancers, but most of the people that come here want to train on two. So even if they're not great on two, they're still trying to practice on two. Mm -hmm. um, I know some leads personally who were not comfortable leading on one. And so if somebody asked them to dance, and they're like, oh, do you would you like to dance? And they would say, sure. And the person would say, oh, can you dance on one? And they're like, oh, no, you know, I, no, I'm sorry. I don't dance on one. But they wouldn't attempt it either. But at the same time, I felt like it was more beginner dancers mm -hmm. because they're just trying to figure out their own timing. And so for them to try and adapt to another time is harder and sure they could oh, just the, have fun the person that was being asked was a beginner you're saying yeah like they okay. they weren't that advanced but i haven't really recalled more advanced dancers saying no but then i also don't really remember them getting asked by people who dance specifically on one maybe it's maybe it's more of a, a european problem in the way that um over here a lot of people do dance on two. Well, there's a large community that dances on one and there's a large community that dances Cuban, right? But the on one and on two dances tend to be more um, more contact, 
because of the the festivals or clubs, depending on the the city, depending on who the teachers are over there, the influences, if you were. Um, but I can imagine. I'm not sure in this uh, this situation, but I can imagine. Uh, uh, we kind of talked about this in another episode, a kind of a snobbery. I, I could see a couple of different variations of this kind of uh, the, the, the scenario. Um, maybe it might be snobby. Oh no, I don't dance on one. I, you know, I'm an on two dancer. Or it could be a case of what you said. Maybe it's a beginner that's just kind of started on on uh, on two and only danced on two and doesn't know anything else. You know, so there could be two scenarios. But right. in the first scenario, if it's that kind of snobbish mentality, then I don't like that. I don't like that because over here, generally in Europe, if a dancer dances on two, generally, not everybody, but there's a lot of people that actually started on one. So they should still be able to do it in my eyes. I think if somebody's reached a certain level, if you are a, a, a top dancer, you should be able to dance with anybody anyway. You know, especially in a place like in Europe where there's so many different styles, so many different influences. I think if you're going to go to a festival in another country, you want to be ready to dance with anybody. You know, if you really want to enjoy yourself, that's the way I see things. And that's the way I do things. I like to dance with anybody, any style. But I don't think I... I would never, no, I would never, I've never had to say no to somebody that danced on two or on one because I was learning or whatever. In the, in the beginning, I just wanted to dance with right. anybody. I would say the same for me when I first started dancing. Of course, we learned in Toronto at that time was on one. And then we had yeah. a couple of dancers from New York who came and only taught on two. And so when they would be dancing. Of course, I was trying to just dance with all the advanced dancers to improve my technique. And it was a challenge. I reverted to on one numerous times, but I did accommodate and try to dance their style. But now that I mentioned that, I don't remember those on two dancers, instructors from New York that came dancing on one, even mm -hmm. though I, I would have said, oh, I only dance like I only dance on one. It's not like they changed as leads. They didn't sit there and say, OK, no problem. We'll dance on one to accommodate me as a beginner dancer. They danced on two. So that's actually, you know, I, I never actually thought about it like that. But I didn't have anyone necessarily reject me because I said I dance on one. But they didn't exactly accommodate me either. Uh -huh. So as a follower, um, if you were an advanced dancer now, you're you because you dance on everything. Right. But I'm trying, to understand, <laughs> I'm trying to understand the mentality of somebody that's a, a, another person that's a decent dancer that would say no to somebody that maybe only dances on one, but I, who I think is a decent dancer. I mean, there are some songs that I've mm. heard where I don't feel the on to feel of the song personally, whatever instruments are being highlighted in the song. So I might actually ask to dance on one to that song with, you know, if somebody yeah. asked me, but yeah, I, I don't know, actually. I, the only thing I could think of is you don't feel as comfortable 
dancing on that other time or adjusting or expressing yourself fully the same way you do with on two. Not to say you can't dance on one, but you feel really comfortable doing whatever you want on two. And you want to still be able to do whatever you want and not look like you're thinking because you're an advanced dancer. So maybe it's not like it's partial snobbery, but it's also partial ego where you want to showcase yourself as an advanced dancer. And you know that you don't have the skill and awareness to be able to do it equally well on one and on two. Mm -hmm. Because the comment that you talked about from Ben mentioned that it happened to him a few times, even advanced dancers, right? So could it, like he was saying that he would be surprised if they couldn't follow. Yeah. I guess I think, you know, if you're an advanced dancer on two, you you could probably, with a little bit of counting, you could probably get away with it. You know, if you just don't want to dance with that person, then that's what it is. It is what it is. Then that's a different thing. And I think for all of our on one and on two dancers specifically, the the snobby part of it, definitely get get rid of that. Just try and have fun and try and experience something new and connect with someone new in a different way. But two, on one and on two, we are stepping on the exact same count with the same leg. Like if I'm dancing on one, I step with my right foot on one, my left foot on two, my right foot on three, left foot on five, right six, left seven. The only thing that's different is where you break and change direction. So if you can step on those counts and pause on four and eight, all you need to be able to do is change where you're breaking direction. And yes, I'm making it sound like it's really easy when in reality, if you're used to something, you're probably going to revert to that. But just know that it's not a completely new animal that you got to tame, you know, you just keep sticking out, sticking out with what you're doing. Like that's how I did with on one. When I was dancing on one, I realized that the on two step was a different change in direction. And I would consciously step on one and go forward with the two and then come right back. Like that's how I was training myself to break on two instead of, you know, breaking backwards on, um, on one. So I think I think that might be useful for our on one and on two dancers who are really advanced in their own style that they're used to dancing and practicing on, feeling kind of nervous about trying a different style. Just remember, your step is exactly the same. The only thing that's going to be different is where you change direction. Yeah. I would also say, lastly, I would recommend, I would highly recommend everybody to go and learn everything. We've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Go and learn everything. Even if, for example, the song dictates that you should really dance a certain style, you go with it. But you've got to be able to dance everything, I think. So I'm going to counter that and say, I think we have a capacity, a certain bandwidth, especially as we get older, to learn lots of things. And if you are already advanced, and you have a community like like where you're coming from, Leon, in Paris, like you said, you have all different styles represented in Europe. The countries are so close. People are able to travel across borders really easily to different events and different um, congresses and festivals. Whereas New York, 
New York is a huge dance location and pretty much everybody. Yes, there are people who dance on one, but for the most part, it's on two dancing wherever you go. And so whatever you're learning, if you really want to learn it well, you got to be able to practice it. So it's great if you're trying to learn other styles. I remember you if, saying that before. Yeah, exactly. So if you if you don't yeah, have so here about how about this? What if a New Yorker goes to Miami? They're only going to go to certain clubs. When I go to Miami, I like to go to all of those clubs. I go to the the casino clubs. I go to the the on two on one. Sure, but but that's that. Now we're talking about dancers who like to travel and explore different things. And if you're already tra- planning on traveling and exploring a different place, then you're already in that mindset of exploring different styles and different moves. Whereas a person who's staying in New York, no desire to travel anywhere else, plans to attend the same socials where it's all on two dancers, them learning Cuban style and all that stuff, they're not going to get a chance to practice that. So yeah, you can learn it, but understand if you can't put that into practice, you're not going to get great at it. So just just keep that in mind. The whole whole thing was about a festival anyway. So it would have been people traveling out. Touche. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Leon's got a point here. He wins. Yeah. So, you know, if you're in New York and you only want to stay in New York, feel free to go and uh, take private classes with Magna and she will teach you one particular style that you're not <laughs> anywhere else outside of your home state. But if you want to travel, <laughs> go and learn everything and don't refuse a dance, you know, Share the love. This is something that we all, we all, if we, if you are in this dance community, it's because you love it. You don't come into it just to earn money or, or do something else. You come in it because you love it. You love the social aspect of it. And the one thing that we can all do as, as dancers is share this podcast because we are social people. And this is the kind mm-hmm. of podcast that should be shared socially. You should be talking about this podcast in the locker rooms. I don't know what you do <laughs> locker rooms, but if you happen to be in the locker rooms, please talk about this podcast. In bathroom stalls, the person next to you, just mention the podcast. It doesn't matter what they're doing. And you could you could lead with, hey, man, you dance on one, dance on two. <laughs> By the way, Naked Accounting, episode 152, talks about that topic specifically. <laughs> there you go. Catch you in the next episode. Till next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.